In this McKinsey style case interview, Eli Gentle, who's a former McKinsey engagement manager and a current management consultant case coach, leads a fascinating case discussion. The client in the case is a convenience store chain in Thailand that's been seeing a decrease in revenue and profits. And of course, the chain is looking to reverse the decline. So can our candidate on the hot seat who is doing this in front of a live audience, can she create a structure and kind of drive to a really fundamental recommendation to kind of reverse the decline? Well, we will see. You can work with Eli via one-on-one case coaching. Keep listening to see how he uh, leads uh, mock cases, how he coaches candidates, how he gives feedback, etc. You can book an hour. You can book eight hours through our Black Belt program to work with him. Link in the show notes to learn more. This was a live case session, and we had a few tech difficulties, internet issues, which can happen in a real interview, and we're trying to keep it real around here, so you'll see a little bit of that. Um, but for the most part, it's a really epic uh, case. Follow along with pencil and paper and check out the exhibits from the case. There are two kind of charts inside this. You can see those at the link in the show notes. All right, let's get into this live case led by Eli Gentle. All right, cool. So let's jump right in. So our client for today's discussion is called Happy Mart, okay? And Happy Mart is a well-established convenience store chain based in Thailand with a strong presence in urban areas across the country. Happy Mart operates over 300 stores and has been in operation for over 20 years. The company has experienced steady growth over those years and currently holds a significant market share in the region it operates within Thailand, but it is facing declining revenue and profit. The CEO of Happy Mart has engaged us to help in defining a turnaround strategy for the company. How would you get started? Okay, um, well, first, thank you so much, Eli, um, for presenting this uh, case to me um, with regards to our client, Happy Mart. Um, I have a few clarifying questions, um, but first I just wanna kind of walk through my notes just to make sure we're on the same page. Um, so our client is Happy Mart, a convenience store chain in Thailand, predominantly in urban areas. So they've been in business for over 20 years and have built over 300 stores and have experienced steady growth um, and have gotten to a point where they have a strong market share in their um, location. Um, or specified locations, um, but the problem we're dealing with today is a decrease in revenue and a decrease in profit. So we're looking to figure out what strategies we can implement to kind of turn things around. Is that correct? Exactly. I'd say that's a fair that's a fair um, assessment. Okay, perfect. And so my first question is. Um, in terms of getting this turnaround, are we trying to um, kind of break even by the end of this year? Or like, what's the metric of success for turning things around? Yeah, so the case doesn't tell us exactly what their profitability is now. Um, so we would definitely want to reverse the direction. So all we know, we know that it's declining, and we know that the key metric, metric of success would be turning around the direction. Okay, so we don't know we don't know exactly 
at this stage, are they profitable? Are they not? Do they need to break even? But we do know that the profitability trend line is negative and success would be to turn that the other direction. Okay, all right. So we need some sort of intervention to get us back to an increasing revenue, increasing profit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what other, what other clarifying questions do you have? Um, do you have the exact market share percentage for um, Happy Mart? Yeah, so we have, we have a bit of information on their market share, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, but you can assume that I'll give you some, some broad brush strokes just to get you started. You can assume that they are strongest in, uh, Bangkok, um, where they have a 10% approximate market share. Bangkok being the capital city of Thailand. Um, and you can assume that their market share in the rest of the country. So ex Bangkok is going to be, uh, negligible right now. Okay. Gotcha. All right. And um, of the 300 stores, what percentage of them are located in Bangkok? So you can assume, that's a good question. You can assume that uh, for the sake of argument that 100% of them are located in Bangkok right now. All right. Um, let's see. And so you said this is a convenience store chain. So um, kind of like low mid market is kind of the, the population that we're targeting. Yeah. Yeah. You can assume that customers want, um, they want cheap prices. Um, so they're price sensitive, but they also require a nice, um, bright, clean premises and a wide assortment of products in convenient locations. And what products do they sell? Um, at the convenience store? So you can imagine, I would say to give you a, a benchmark that, that might be closer to home, you can imagine kind of a product assortment like a 7-Eleven that you would see kind of in the United States. Gotcha. Okay, awesome. Um, thank you so much for answering my questions. Um, I'm just going to take one to two minutes, no more than two, uh, to sort of structure my thoughts and figure out what the best approach um, should be. Great. Sounds good. Take your time. Thanks so much. Hey, Strategy Simplified. Japheth here. Really quickly wanted to share about our upcoming Strategy Sprint Consulting Project happening in January 2024. What is it? First of all, it's a virtual U.S.-based consulting project where you crush a strategic problem for a real-world client in a team of six. This program is especially transformative for experienced professionals needing a refreshed work experience to cover a skills or experience gap, international students needing U.S.-based work experience, or non-business majors like liberal arts or advanced degrees who need business or consulting-specific work experience. Strategy Sprint will help your resume stand out from the crowd. There are just a few spots left, for the January strategy sprint. Check out the link in the show notes uh, to learn more and to join. All right, let's get back to the episode. All right, um, so I've taken some time to flesh out my thoughts a little bit. Um, I'm gonna walk you through kind of what I'm thinking about and maybe uh, we can decide on a direction to go in. Great, let's hear what you got. All right, so in the past 20 years, um, Happy Mart has seen the steady growth, but now we're dealing with this um, 
decrease in profitability. So first I want to look at why revenue has been decreasing. Um, in terms of um, number of products are we selling, are we selling less than usual? And then in terms of how much the products cost, are they priced kind of lower um, in the market? Um, we're trying to understand the pricing um, schematic for those. And then not only is revenue decreasing, but you said profit is decreasing. So I want to understand the and maybe do a cost analysis. So maybe costs have gone up over the years um, due to inflation or um, additional um, uh, expenditures required for variable costs. So maybe maintenance requires a little bit more support, maybe personnel. There's a lot of turnover or um, maybe the, the compensation structure is something to look at with respect to the personnel. And so um, after looking at revenue and then profit, then I think it would be important to do a market or industry analysis. So first looking at competitors. So it was there a, a 7-Eleven substitute that came into the market that kind of disrupted things for Happy Mart? Um, and then just overall, the market landscape with respect to the population of the consumers, kind of like how that how has that population changed over the past 20 years? Are they still looking for this price sensible, um, wide assortment sort of um, establishment or has the population grown to desire something else? And so I think it'd be important to understand what the, the end consumer um, goals and needs are as well. Um, does any of this stand out to you or do you want to discuss any particular? So I just want to make sure that, that we're on the same page here. So I have three buckets. I'm hearing the first one is looking into why revenue is declining, which you would divide into basically price and quantity or price and product. Then the second one is completing the profitability analysis by looking at the other side of the profitability equation, which is to say cost. Um, external factors such as inflation, but also internal factors such as variable costs or expenses, operational expenses. And then the third bucket would be market slash industry analysis, which then you've broken down into competitors and um, consumer trends, essentially. Okay. Um, which do you, which would you want to start with? Where would, where would you, if this was your, your ingoing structure and you were you were on a team where this was your your work plan, so to speak. Where would you want to begin? So, since we've been experiencing steady growth over the past twenty years, um, perhaps I think my hypothesis initially could be that we've seen revenue growth, um, but perhaps costs have increased. So, I would like to look at costs and see if there are any trends. Um, in that. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think, yeah, costs, costs would be, would be one area for sure. And, and the other area would be what you highlight in your third bucket, which is kind of what's happening, what's happening in the market. Um, so let's, let's start with that. And then, and then if we get to, and then if we get to costs, we'll come back to that. So let's start with the, let's start with the market overview for, for Happy Mart. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you, um, an exhibit. Um, that we got from the chief strategy officer of Happy Mart, and she shared this market data with us. And I'd like for you to take a take a minute or two, look at the chart, and share the insights that you are able to glean from this chart with me. Okay, so I'm going to share this with you now, and feel free to take some time 
to look over it and then get back to me in a minute or two with kind of your key insights or takeaways from the chart. Okay. So I'll just take two minutes to read the chart and then um, analyze it. Um, so yeah, just like you said, um, Happy Mart has a 10%, has 10% of market share in Bangkok and negligible market share outside of Bangkok. Um, I was wondering if you could clarify the numbers at the top of the graph, the 501,000. Is it? Um, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if they represent um, sole revenue. So of like, if, if we took $500, um, Happy Mart would only um, be able to claim 10% of that. So, so here, this is the total industry revenue. Um, so you can assume that 500 um, million is there's no there's no million on the chart, but 500 million USD is the total revenue for this industry in Bangkok, and the net profit is 75 million. Yeah. Okay. Same thing on the right. So outside of Bangkok, let's assume that this is um, a billion, and that the net profit there is. 100 million. Okay. So, um, I'm the trend I'm seeing the it's kind of glaring at me is that while Happy Mart is also a convenience store brand, the other convenience stores comprise of at least half or comprise or take up at least half of the market share whether it's in Bangkok or outside of Bangkok. And so I'm wondering if you have any information on how many other can competitive convenience stores are, are represented by this um, graph. So we don't have the exact numbers, but I think you're on, you're definitely on the right track. And I think what we're trying to do here is sort of identify the trends or the themes that are emerging. Um, between both Happy Mart and competitors in Bangkok versus X Bangkok, um, without maybe knowing exactly how many outlets there are. Okay, and so in terms of um, consumers looking for um, price sensible, clean, um, wide assortment products, is it safe to say that the pharmacies, hypermarts, all, all these other stores are are active competitors for Happy Mart or of Happy yes. Mart? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. So in terms of um, speaking only about Bangkok, the, well, I, I think I, I'm, I'm seeing like the trend between both, um, kind of that the, what the competitors let me just take one more minute Let's see so it looks like the other convenience stores um 
kind of dominate outside of Bangkok, not allowing Happy Mart to kind of disrupt that market. Um, so one of my hypotheses is, is that perhaps um, any efforts outside of Bangkok m- might just be losing money. So focusing on Bangkok would be um, ideal in this situation. Um, the growth rate is is smaller than outside of Bangkok, but the market share is only evident in the Bangkok region for Happy Mart. Um, so let's let's go a bit further on that. So so what can you tell us about the profitability of the different geographies from the data that we have in this chart? From the data that we have in this chart, the so the net profit for X Bangkok is one hundred over one hundred million dollars over a thousand million dollars. <laughs> you don't have to, don't worry about the zeros. You can just you can just do the math with the with the zeros that are here because percentage wise it'll be the same. So you can save your, save yourself the zero headache. Okay, thanks. So um, about 10% of, um, or that profit margin is about 10% for outside of Bangkok. And then for um, within Bangkok, we have about, for, sorry, 15% period, (laughs) Um, in terms of profit margin for Bangkok. So it's more profitable to engage in the Bangkok market. They hit it. And like it would make sense why all of Happy Mart's convenience stores are located there. Right. So if you were to, if you were to summarize kind of the the key messages of what we've discussed so far in this chart, what would be the kind of three key takeaways that you would want to share back with the chief strategy officer of Happy Mart who gave us this data? So this chart um, is communicating that there isn't much of a presence or opportunity for Happy Mart to engage outside of Bangkok um, because they have a negligible market share um, in other regions of Thailand. Um, Even though the growth rate for ex-Bangkok is higher than that of Bangkok, the profitability in terms of the profit margin um, is higher in Bangkok. So Happy Mart definitely has an opportunity to um, kind of deepen their their influence on the market in Bangkok. Okay. So the, the chief strategy officer came back to us and she basically said that the problem with Bangkok is that it's saturated. It's saturated and and as we saw on the chart, it's it's highly fragmented. So we're not really, it's very unlikely that we will be able to find the opportunities we need in Bangkok to be able to, to, as they say, move the needle, right? Um, so we've, if you fast forward the tape a few months, discussions have progressed. 
um, to discussing Happy Mart's expansion strategy outside of Bangkok. Okay. And the Happy Mart executive team has identified Phuket as the next city for Happy Mart to expand. And they've shared some store level data with us. Okay. So fast forward, we know that Bangkok is saturated. And as you correctly mentioned, it is more profitable if you look at the margins, but in an, in terms of saturation, it's also highly saturated and therefore we need to look elsewhere. So I'm going to share with you another exhibit. Okay. And what I'd like for you to do now is to share with me, um, the insights that you can gather from the following, uh, exhibit that is regarding the opportunity of opening a store in Phuket. Okay. So that's coming up right now. And you're welcome to take a minute or two to look at this. You're welcome to write down any numbers. Um, and, um, let me know how you wish this, let me know how to proceed. So I'll just take, uh, another two minutes to read and jot down some notes. Go right ahead. That sounds great. Are you targeting firms like McKinsey, Bain, Deloitte, BCD, or Accenture? Then join our Black Belt program. Black Belt is a structured case prep program that combines expert coaching with a self-paced prep curriculum. You'll get eight hours of one-on-one coaching with a former McKinsey, Bain, or BCG consultant, and unlimited digital materials and homework will assign you in between sessions to accelerate your progress. And finally, resume and cover letter edits to ensure you get the interview. 80% of black belts who complete the program land at least one offer inside consulting. If you're ready to land your offer and change your career trajectory, join black belt today. Link in the show notes to learn more. And the average transaction value per customer is $2 per visit. That's correct. $2 per $2 per customer per visit. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. And we're like, so given this exhibit, um, I, I'm looking at two things, kind of like the fixed costs and then the variable costs. So in terms of the fixed cost to open a new store um, in Phuket, is that correct? Is it? Okay, to open a new store in Phuket, that's going to be about $500,000, which which is 500 square feet um, per year times 1,000 square feet. And so for per store, um, it will cost at least half a million dollars. Um, So we are at a... Or that, that that's the cost to open the new store, and so um, I think next I want to look at the variable costs, which are based on the revenue. So then we can calculate re- revenue. Um, given that average transaction value per customer is two dollars per visit, and we get per customer, um, I'm going to multiply this two dollars by a thousand. Um, or 100,000 um, per month. Do we have any data on how many um, 
visits the average customer makes in a month. So for convenience stores, they do not track individual customers. There's no loyalty program and there's no way of knowing who is visiting. A lot of the transactions are cash-based. So you could assume that each, each, each visit is a unique customer, even if it's the same person, because there's no way, they don't have any way of knowing, you know, you could come in and buy a coffee in the morning and then the next day you could come in and buy a donut, but they don't know that it's love, you know, and they just know that someone else came in. Okay. Gotcha. So let's see. So we have $2 per visit per customer. Um, and then I'll multiply that by a hundred thousand customers per month. Um, and we want to look at the yearly cost, correct? Is it? So then I'll multiply that by, um, three or sorry, 12 months, um, in one year to get the annual, um, cost. So then that will give me two times 100,000 is 200,000 times 12 is going to be 20. So about $2.4 million is our annual variable cost. Oh, wait. Sorry, is there revenue for the year? So you're very close. There's one important assumption that I think you may be missing, which is that 100,000 um, number is the, the estimate for Bangkok. So the 100,000, the 100, mm-hmm. uh, 50%, 50% of that. So the, so you can just, just do a, a 50% haircut on the, on the number that you just got. Exactly. So 1.1.2 million would be our projected um, revenue um, for, per per year from from the store in Phuket. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then our fixed cost is five hundred thousand. So that's minus one point two million in revenue, minus 0.5 million for our fixed costs. Then we have our variable cost, which is half of the revenue. So that's about 0.6 million. So we're subtracting that from 1.2 as well. And so I know that um, half a million and or 500,000, 600,000 make about like 1.1 million. So subtracting that from 1.2, we're getting 0.1 million um, or 100,000. So... Um, our profit, our net profit is going to be $100,000 if we open up one store in Phuket. And and how about our margin? What What is our margin looking like on this store? Because we'll, what they'll be curious to know is, is how it compares to our current margins. So our current margins um, in Bangkok are 15% and our current margins outside of Bangkok are 10%. So if we take our net profit, which is $100,000, divide that by 1.2 million. One, two, we get, which is 
1 over 12, sorry, I didn't say that out loud. Um, but um, that's going to be a little less than 10%. So. Um, can you go, can you get a little bit closer? Can you get a little bit closer for me? Not closer to the microphone, closer to the number. It, it will, you are, you are correct. It will be less than 10%. That's a, that's a, that is, as we would say at McKinsey, directionally correct. But can you get to, can you get closer to the, to the exact answer from your Queens? Of course I can. I would be honored and delighted to. Um, so that will be about nine percent. Are you wanting so, an exact? So that's pretty close. I think that's close enough. It would be the the correct answer is eight point three because we're looking at we're looking at as you correctly pointed out a hundred thousand dollars for the store in Phuket um, as the 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 profit and yeah. And the total revenue on a total revenue of um, of one point two uh, million. Okay, so we're looking at eight point three percent as our profit margin for opening one store in one year in Phuket. Correct. Okay, um, that is lower than the profit um, margin we would expect outside of Bangkok. It is. So what can you, what can you imply, what would you, what would you advise the management team on now that you have some of these numbers? What would be, what would be your, your guidance after performing this analysis? So we started with 20 years of steady growth for Happy Mart, but with a strong market share in Bangkok, but um, we've been seeing a decrease in revenue and decrease in profit. So based on the analysis that I've performed, we have found that there is a 15% um, or the profit margin is 15% in um, Bangkok and 10% outside of Bangkok. So it would... Um, it it's, would seem like Bangkok would be the way to go, but because the market is highly saturated and highly fragmented, um, we're thinking about exploring, or it would be wise to explore outside of Bangkok. Um, so Phuket was mentioned, and we did an analysis of costs and revenue to get the profitability of uh, opening a store in Phuket. Um, the profit margin is less than what we would expect at about 8.3%. So in order to kind of turn things around to go from uh, declining profit or like declining profitability to uh, a climb in profitability, I would I would look into the possibility of um, expansion in terms of mergers and acquisitions. So maybe partnering with um, the other convenience stores and kind of creating a like a synergistic relationship such that um, we can use what's already available in the market to um, to drive our revenue growth. So looking at the top performing convenience stores and and seeing if we can acquire those or merge with them, I think would be a good strategy.
Okay, great. Cool. Well, thank you for that, love. Um, and that brings us to the conclusion of the case today. So very good job. Um, it's always difficult to do under pressure, and especially with an audience of 100 people, um, which will not be the case in real life. So very well done. Um, before we debrief, though, uh, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to add um, go ahead. very quickly. Um, one of the risks of doing this could be brand perception might be affected if we're, we're working with another um, um, and like another enterprise. So it would be important to make sure that the company that we, if we do merge or acquire, that it aligns with our brand. Very good. Noted. Thank you. Cool. So how did that feel? Um, I am incredibly sweaty, but I feel, um, I feel challenged in a way that I haven't necessarily been in my case prep. Um, experience. Um, the numbers were okay. I think kind of the open-endedness is was a, a little stressful. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for working on this case you're, with me. You're welcome. So, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to go through the different parts of the case and I'll let you decide, do you want to go beginning to end or should we start at the end where we just were and work our way backwards? What would be most helpful for you in terms of processing the feedback? <laughs> Um, beginning to end, please. Beginning to end. Okay. So the beginning, as as you know, and as everyone knows, is all about structuring. Okay. And this is where you want to make sure that you have your three to four level one buckets, your level two buckets, and then you give some examples on level three. So here, I think your buckets were revenue, cost slash profitability, and then um, market slash industry analysis. Um, what I would have done here, and I would say what you did was 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 pretty close. Um, what I would have done here, how I would have bucketed this, is some version of the the three C's framework, right? So company, customers, and competition, um, because I think that your revenue and cost and profitability buckets can actually all be merged into. A bucket that you could call financials or company financials, if you will. Um, and that's where then you have your revenue and cost categories under there. Your competitive questions could then be, as you correctly said, who are the major competitors? One thing you didn't mention, what have they been doing recently? Are there any moves planned? And then how are we different from competition? Um, or is it, a, is, it a, is it completely homogenous? Are we separated? Do we have some sort of elements of distinctiveness? And what are they? Is it customer service? Is it location is it whatever um and then on the third bucket customer really understanding um who are our customers you know what do they value most when they decide which store they're going to visit and are there any other segments that we're not currently targeting that we could attack um an optional area to investigate which you could include from the beginning is this whole idea of growth which i think you started to you started to talk about more when we got um, to the end, but you are welcome to have a separate bucket that is, you know, growth or mergers and acquisitions, which is, you know, can we look at merging or acquiring, you know, attractive targets in this space or whatever the case may be. Right. So kind of a three, possibly four bucket structure, pretty close to what you have, but I would have included revenue and costs under the same bucket of company financials. Um, and then have competitors and consumers on their in their own 
uh, double buckets. Cool. Um, on the on the um, the second part, which was around the the fragmentation and the the breakdown, I think here sort of the big the, the big takeaway, and you got most of them, was basically about Bangkok being fragmented and saturated, us not having any presence outside of Bangkok, um, and also the fact that the margins were different in both places. So I think you did a good job there. I think my major comment on the part that immediately followed that, which was about the um, kind of basically what you were doing was calculating the P&L of a, of a Phuket store for a year. Um, the part that was really the most important part there to realize was that this 8.3 or 9% margin that they could expect in Phuket is going to be margin dilutive, meaning they're used to a much higher margin than that. And so the question here really becomes to the CEO, are you trying to grow your revenue and profit in dollar amount? Or are you trying to increase your margin or maintain your margin and your profitability in terms of percent? And this was an important nuance that we didn't quite get to. Um, but this is, a, this is, I think, for me, that the margin dilution point is, I think, the key thing that separates a very good performance, which is what you gave with maybe a, a distinctive performance, is, is having that element of margin dilution there and saying, hey, you need to think about your priorities, Happy Mark, because if you're just looking for growth, get out. you have to get out of Bangkok, but you need to know it's going to cost you margin, even though it's going to be adding to your revenue and your profit overall. So I think that would be the big, the big thing there. And then I think on the final... The final question where I asked you to, to synthesize your, your recommendation for, for the top team there, you're, you're welcome to ask for time, by the way. And I think you should feel free to ask for time at any point in the case, including the very end to gather your thoughts. And then you take, you know, maybe 45 seconds to a minute. And then when you come back to it, you try to be a bit more brief, a bit more succinct in terms of, you know, top down, these are the three points, these are the, you know, these are the risks, um, you know, and, and that's it. Right. Um, so those would be my, my key, um, feedback points. I think you did a great job throughout and a great job, um, on the math as well. So any questions for me before we wrap up, I know you have a hard stop in two minutes, so I want to make sure that we let you, let you go before you need to go. My biggest question has to do with uh, exhibits. Um, is it better to take time and kind of give the high level big picture or take time and then go through like each major insight? I always say big picture and then deep dive where necessary. Right. Always start with, always communicate top down. This is the key message. These are the three supporting points for that. And then you can go into elements that the interviewer said, oh, great. Tell me more about this. And then you can go into a bit more of a, um, a story on that. Okay. Thank you so much. Liked what you heard for Eli? Book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with him today. Be the link in the show notes. Eli loves coaching on networking strategy on case interviews, on fit interviews, etc. And he has a lots of experience from his time at McKinsey, 
and beyond, and as a case coach here at Management Consultant. Again, links in the show notes to book with him, see his calendar, etc. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help reach more. This is the final episode of 2023. We'll catch you again in the new year. Thanks for being a loyal listener and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from the team at Strategy Simplified.